what's wrong with us? Why do we believe everything except the truth? How do we believe that we came from Africa and sailed thousands of miles in a wooden box in our own feces and vomit and other toxic conditions, but we can't fathom the idea of indigenous people, us, already being over here when they came? You can't find something if it wasn't lost. We believe in fantastic voyages and mythical creatures like the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus, but not in each other. We had a TV and radio and iPhones and video games raising our children. Yeah, it's a smartphone that's designed to keep you dumb. Children don't even know how to properly use a dictionary or even know what the hell an encyclopedia set is. You tell a child to go outside and play, and they say, why? Play with what? Can I bring my laptop or my headphones? These poor babies have become a social recluse and can't even hold a casual conversation with their peers. Not that they even want to. That's why they're so sensitive now. And bored with everything. They want that instant gratification. Everyone is feeding our children but us. But we had those newest pair of Jordans. Everyone is teaching our children but us. But we had that big old flat screen, $100 jeans, and expensive cars that depreciate as soon as we drive off the lot. What's wrong with us? I'll tell you. If you believe African Americans ain't African, you have no one to blame anymore for your shortcomings. You may have to unlearn what you've been taught and rethink you and your ancestors, history, and, and lineage. And that would mean you have to stop being lazy and get up off your hands and work towards a brighter, healthier, more prosperous future for our children. So I ain't going back to Africa because I wasn't from there in the first place. African-Americans ain't African. Do you know who you are? Welcome to another edition of African-Americans Ain't African, the talk show that proves without a shadow of a doubt that the so-called African-American didn't find his way to America strapped in the bottom of a ship. I'm your host, Buck Wylam, and tonight we're going to explore a question that everybody can pitch in on, and we'd like to get the uh, audience's ideas on this. What are we doing as a group? What is the African-American doing to, uh, like Brother Rick Moon, not Rick Moon, I'm sorry, Brother Lone Wolf just said, what are we doing to ensure that there's a brighter future for our children? So we'll be delving in that question tonight, and hopefully you can, our listeners, join us. If you want to get into the conversation, you can join us at 605-562-3140. The participant code is 240670, or you can join us on Facebook in the African-American and African chat room. Or just go to our website at AfricanAmericansAin'tAfrican.org. We post everything that we put out here. We have our ebook on sale. It's fresh off the presses. Go check us out. Go support us. So what we're trying to do here at African American is just give a different view of looking at the world. Because the view that the African American has is not in the African American's best interest. It's in the interest of others. Before we got started, we listened to an old cut from the Jackson 5 called Corner of the Sky. And sometimes it seems weird playing that type of music 
you know, today, being that the music have evolved or devolved so much, it feels weird playing that type of music because you have different instruments and these instruments are mixing with each other, making this one sound. And I think that's something that we've forgotten with the music. Now it's just a push of a button from a computer. But one of the lines in the one of the lines in the song is rivers belong where they can ramble eagles belong where they can fly and that's kind of the whole gist of african americans ain't africans because the people that call themselves african americans ain't africans they're living in a a a, a ideology somebody else's ideology that somebody else set up and they're supposed to be out with nature doing whatever nature created them to do but since we've opted in to this united states or whatever it is that we're living you see that we don't fit into it when you look at the Americas, Canada, Alaska, North America, Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean, or the West Indian people, these places I just named were named by the people who came in to conquer it. If you look at it with a different viewpoint, you'll know that that... Hey, I'm going to go downstairs and warm it up, okay? <laughs> if you look at it with a different viewpoint, you'll notice that from the tip of Canada to the tip of Chile, the two points plug directly into the North and South Pole. This alignment helps keep the Earth in cosmic balance. It is the duty of the people of those lands to use the Earth to help create and maintain life so the species won't die out. We are to use the Earth that we inherited to help maintain life. In order to do that, we have to have fresh ideas, fresh ideas, different ways of thinking, of looking at the world. Rick, I know, you know, the music, you got that Bruno Mars Greatest Hits collection already playing. What you think about that music, you know, that says, you know, rivers belong where they can ramble, eagles belong where they can fly. How do you think that ties in to African-Americans ain't African since African-Americans are living hostages in their own land. Hey, I mean, it speaks for itself, but that's what we need to do. Uh, just as just as rivers need to ramble and just as eagles need to fly, we need to be the indigenous people that we are, and we need to get in tune with nature too. Because when these two things are happening that they're talking about in the song, that's what it is. They're in tune with nature, the eagle and the rivers. Because all of this, is, and you're a part of it too, because you came from the earth also. You know, uh, well, the indigenous people. So all of this ties in. And, and, you know, you could change the words. Hey, uh, you could say like... Uh, the mountain lion needs heels where he can run, you know. Right. Uh, so you can all you can change around those words, and, and it's all saying the same thing. We need to get in tune with nature, just like the rivers that rumble and the and the eagles that fly. Nisi, do you think that since we what kind of stress do you think that creates on us when we're unable to do that? when we're not able to be in the mold that we were created to be? Well, my brother, what's up, what's up uh, Rick? Um, the, way I, the way I see it is the stifling 
that we allow ourselves to go through really has more to do with us than anything else. What do you mean by stifling? Well, we, we're stifled in, by compartmentalizing ourselves in our daily lives. We put a job before all else, okay? A job said JLB, I was told 20 years ago by an older lady that I worked with. She was um, a licensed clinical social worker. She said, baby, JLB stands for just over broke. She said, you'll never be rich. You'll really never be happy. She said, it just stands for just over broke. So that stuck with me. And like I said, it was about 20 years ago. A lot of the stresses and things that we do, we do them to ourselves without fully realizing that we are the equivalent of human beings on hamster wheels with things dangling in front of us that we will never get. It's an illusion. It makes us delusional. The illusion makes us, you know, puts us into full delusion. And you just repeat the cycle. You know, because all of it is programming. When we teach our kids these things, and so the more we stay on the hamster wheel and we don't touch ground or go out and feel anything that has a sense of, of nature and real, the farther removed we are and we put ourselves, you know, in this vacuum. And that, that is stressful. The stress that created, it's that we create is then passed down to our children. And I'm talking about as, as, as far down as the babies. Nisi, there was a video where this sister went down to Mississippi and she was talking to some young men down there. And the brothers, they did, and it, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Could you, could you talk about that video for a minute and what's your views on it? Because I just saw it. They said the video was done in 2009, but it was my first time seeing it. And is this how the indigenous people in America are living? Yeah. Look, I saw that. I saw it. That was my first time seeing it. I watched it a couple of times uh, so that I could really marinate on what it was that I was seeing. I saw a group of young men, quite a few of them were teenagers, Nobody looked, it looked like there were about seven or eight of them, indigenous young men, and they were in, in Mississippi. And they were talking to an, an advocate about uh, who was there on behalf of the uh, poverty campaign. This was in 2009. They were crying out to this advocate, who happened to be an indigenous female woman, about the deplorable conditions where they lived, that they had no, they had no recreation. They had the equivalent of one corner store, grocery store, you know, that that really reminded you when you thought of a corner store. They didn't have, to show you how, how it was just written off, there were no police there, nothing in this. And they were saying, how miserable they were. They didn't have enough food to eat. All of the things that you would not think are going on in the, in the 20, 21st century, because, again, that was in 2009. But when I watched it again, it, it was disheartening to watch. It was very hard to watch. It also made me think one young man, he cried. He looked like he was about 
17, he cried on the lady's shoulder about how bad the conditions were. And that's, that's basically what they were lamenting about, the horrible conditions, the depression, the, 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 the uh, conditions of the poverty. What struck me was that these were some strapping young men. Nobody had taught them how to do anything because they were begging for somebody to give them a job, okay? Now, one thing that I can say about Mississippi, because I'm here in Memphis, and my uh, grand grandparents came from Mississippi, and a lot of people came from Mississippi. Mississippi is a very rich land. You can grow anything in Mississippi. They have casinos there. There are billions of dollars that go in and out of that state every day and for sure every weekend. They choose to allocate it wherever they want. But again, put that to the side. Sit it over there to the side on the sidebar. These young men should have been taught to do things for themselves because they have the perfect venue. Since they have no oversight, they don't see that as a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a good thing that nobody is is trying to subjugate them. Yes, all of these things that they feel are coming at them, but not really because they ha- they really do have some freedom that other people don't have, and they don't realize that. But isn't but isn't that in the context? That's what I mean. So you got these indigenous males. So th- they're Earth men. But since they're living the context of this European white superiority construct that we live in, it's kind of hard for them to maneuver in it because that construct is not set up to use their whatever it is that they do. If they if they took a couple of rocks and a, a couple of plants and a couple of fruit and spliced those together and came up with something else and started to market, those are the things that those people could do. But being that the context that they live in doesn't facilitate even those ideas, I, I think that's where indigenous people uh, get off. And here's another thing I want to bring up about that. I want to go back to the song we played, uh, Corner of the Sky. One of the things that I'm noticing about the music today is instead of a whole bunch of instruments, it's just a real flat sound. And I think we have to start understanding what is happening to us when these sounds and these new foods and these new flavors and these new smells come in. I think we have to really start asking ourselves what is being done. The reason I play uh, classical R&B music is because one of the things that we're going to have to do is unify. We're going to have to be on the same page. Something that works for us and I think us connecting through the earth is the uh is this just the only thing we have left really to do because we've tried all that organization stuff and that doesn't work because the organizations can be bought up rick you were in an organization at one time or another weren't you yes i was i was in a little afrocentric organization uh i was in the church yeah i was in a few of them (laughs) so these so these time-honored organizations that we have I mean, it, 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 the church is one thing. I mean, the church is talked about ad nauseum, but all these institutions that we have and hold dearly, why aren't they effective to people like the brothers in the video that Nisi was talking about in Mississippi? Basically because they they were made, they were made by foreigners. They weren't made by their own people. You know, these, these are somebody else's ideas and somebody else's ideology. It's not yours. I mean, only... 
I mean, it's like nature. I mean, look at nature. You you don't see any any thing in nature, any animal in nature or anything going to school. I mean, where? <laughs> right. Nothing. So so why are we going to school? And you know, and this is something else, Rick, because one of the things that I'm noticing about us, we, we get we get warnings. You know, so one of the things that I know we love to do, we love to play that victim role. We love to be victims. But there are warnings every so often by people. You can say Muhammad Ali in the war. That was a warning. You can say Michael Jackson crossing the line too much. That was a warning. We get all kind of warnings with things that happen, but I think we just ignore them. Why are we ignoring our immediate ancestors? Because we've we've just accepted uh, other people's ideologies and we, you know, they showed us an easier way, a more funner way or whatever. And we went for it and we even helped out. We even helped them even more because we just gave it away to them, you know, just for stuff. I mean, now we don't have anything to show for it. Like you said, we our businesses are gone, everything. I mean... Everybody else that come over here, all these foreigners, all of them got something going on, and whatever they got going on, ain't nobody but their their people working. I mean, we got I don't know how many Mexican-owned supermarkets right here in Charlotte. Now, come on, now come on, Rick, come on, man, come on. See, all I'm I'm down here. And all we hear about is churches and this civil rights and all these people going to all to get all this education. You mean all that's spliced together and you have no African-American owned grocery stores in Charlotte? Not a one. So, Nisi, what what is that? I mean, what are we doing I mean, we we don't see the handwriting on the wall. We see it. We don't want to accept responsibility for trying to erase it. So, you know, if you see, if if you within your your heart of hearts, and you're not oblivious, and, and people are not, except they choose to ignore. Now, it's one thing to not see something, and it's something else to ignore it. So, we have to call these things what they are. We are at the point of just ignoring, we're ignoring past warnings, we're ignoring things as they happen in our present uh, so-called reality, you know, in, in our daily lives. We're, we're ignoring all these things because they require us to do something. And so I'm just coming to the conclusion that we have people who, who are consciously awake, we have people who want to do something, who may not know what to do. That's a different category of people from... Uh, a vast majority, I'd say, who simply are ignoring things because they don't want to do anything. And it, 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 it means a complete 180, because if you go, in my mind, if you go a whole 360, then you're right back to where you are, where you started from. So people are static. They are where they are. They're content with it. But guess what? All of what's going to happen, as in the impending things, we're just going to be left 
pass out. I was listening to a Hopi prophecy uh, a few days ago, and what the Hopi, Hopi prophecy says is that, and these are kind of some of the things that we have to look at, because I think a lot of times we just get stuck in what served us to us. We don't go out and search and see what other people, indigenous people in the world are saying, because like Rick said earlier, those people, they learn from earth. They don't go to school. They learn from earth. They listen to mother earth's cries and mother earth, uh, what's going on with mother earth. And they're able that to interpret that we used to be able to do that. Believe it or not, we used to be able to do that. Now, we've kind of cloned ourselves very, very arrogantly. We've kind of cloned ourselves away from that into, you know, where we are now. So I think that's something that we have to look at. But Rick, some of the things, you know, what are we doing? What are some of the things that we can do? That, you know, the average person living in a, let's say, city or those young brothers in that video, the average thing that brothers can do to help keep life, to help, you know, keep life going on in their communities or in their groups. Um, well, uh, one of the things that they could do is, is, you know, start with themselves, you know, to check in in that way. And one Good way of doing that is to uh, uh, start trying to learn who you are. Go to you know, go to your elders. Ask them about yourself. You know, you can uh, look up your genealogy. You can do stuff like that. You know, find out who you are and what and where you've been. Because unlike what everybody tell that we've been told by foreigners. We have a, a history richer than any other people on this earth because we are the earth. I think if you look at the indigenous people of North America, you, when you look hard enough, and that's why I think the, the African thing, the Hebrew-Israelite thing, the Christian thing, it all have us looking across. These are other people's ideologies that have came and been dumped on us. And I think if you look at what the people found when they got here and look at the inventions that they created when they got here, that'll tell you a whole bunch about the indigenous people here in America who are now called African-Americans. Larry Code 605-562-3140, African-Americans ain't African radio. Tonight we're talking about what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Um... I think we're past the each one teach one. I think we're about at each one teach a hundred. That seems to be the climate now. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people all over the country and they're like, everybody is saying the same thing. So that's how you know it's, it's, it's not, it's worldwide. It's worldwide. It's worldwide, not just you know, citywide. So we're going to have to start relying on each other. And one of the things that we're going to have to start doing is learning how to live together. Get rid of a lot of, get rid of a lot of, get rid of a lot of the junk because that's all we do is consume. How many people can go to their house right now and pull out something that they made or that their children made or their mother and father made? We're All we're doing is consuming. All our energy is going out and very little is staying in. Is that right, Nisi? Yes, it is. I, I, you know, 
I was looking at the news earlier this week, and I had no idea that this had been ongoing. But there have there have been just an ascension of tens of thousands of Africans coming from. Um, uh, I, I can't remember uh, where it was, but some part of Africa. They're ascending on uh, Italy. The people in Italy are complaining, and. You know, we got more and more people wanting to come over here. So I'm looking at that, and in my mind, these people are coming. They they feel like they're coming to a better way of life. Okay, if they're coming here looking for a better life, believing that they can get a better life, uh, you know, running away from their home, we're already home. It doesn't get any better than this. So what are we doing? And then when we get pushed out of our home, and that may very well be the case. Then what are you going to do then? People never think about that. I guess they think that, you know, you can just grow roots here and do nothing. This is something that's real and tangible. You have to do something with uh, this land to make it yours and become part of it. But it seems like we just sit here like bumps on a log, and then we complain about what everybody else does once they get here. And I, I, I just don't understand that. So why isn't why why isn't the conscious community why is the education I mean because we have a lot of I mean education is one of the things that's really pushed down African American throat education and all I'm finding is my educated friends are in mounds of debt and the only thing that they do with their lives is spend lives being entertained so what are we doing what are we what are, what are we telling the kids? What do we tell the kids when they come over and they see Asian kids their age driving SUVs, Mercedes Benzes? How come we don't put ourselves our lives in a way where we don't need to buy hair? We think our hair is already cool like it is. Why are these beliefs? What are these ideologies that we hold dear to that makes us think that we ain't nothing? We that if so, if I'm not nothing, you ain't nothing. What are these ideas, and how do we how do we stop them? How do we how do we stop them? How do we kill those ideas? We have a caller on the line, area code three four seven. You have something you want to add? Area code three four seven. Another thing, Rick, what are some other things that we can do right now, you know, to help perpetrate life? Because it seems like I, I'm, I'm not I'm by in no means I'm by in no means thinking that uh, uh, everybody's going to wake up. I think uh, something cataclysmic is happening here in America. We keep seeing the brothers getting shot down and we keep seeing all of these negative images. Why are those images important and who they're impo- and who are they important for? So, Rick, in that in that vein, what do we have to do to, you know, thwart those images that, you know, change the way we think and look at ourselves? You know what? I, I think one thing that we definitely have to do is we gotta we gotta look back. I mean, I know everybody hates that word, you know, the past is the past and all that, but you gotta look back and you gotta think. I mean, what you see here today wasn't always here. So you have to think, what was here before all this 
stuff was built. You know, and you from there, you know, you can see you you'll start to see, you know, that all this stuff that's being built and stuff here is in for you. It's not for you. You're you're dying from it. We're getting dehydrated from it because we've taken away the environment that we're used to and turn it over to somebody else who's destroying it. And, you know, a couple of things that we can do is we need to start eating better. I mean, we need to start growing a garden. Please start growing a garden. And I'm telling you, you you'll be a lot more happier with what you created, help create, than you would going to any store and buying anything. These are things that you can do. Uh, we need to start eating better. Stop eating all this processed food. It's not for us. We're people of nature. When, when, when we were created, the food was already here. We didn't need a grocery store or anything like that. The food was there for us, and it's all been changed. You know, we need to um, watch what kind of water we're drinking. Now, Rick, what about that? You were telling me about alkaline water. What is alkaline, and how does that, and 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 what does that do for us? What does the alkalinity do for us? Well, alkalinity is what is what keeps your body uh, in in premium health, basically. You know, you need to you need to eat all you need to eat alkaline foods, drink alkaline water, and you know. It's easy to the alcohol. You know, I have a machine that can do it, but you don't even need that. You can get a lemon or a lime and alkalize your water. You can get some hydrogen peroxide and and do it. Alkalize your water because what hydrogen peroxide? If you look at the chemical makeup, is H two O two. Water is H two O. So it's hydrogen with extra oxygen. So, so, so I'm sorry, Rick. I, I mean, that, I'm sorry. So, what does so doing that? What does that do? What does that do for the body? Is that would that if we uh, adopted that kind of uh, ideology or idea, could that drive down some of the diabetes and some of the other diseases we're seeing in the community at this time? Yes, it will. And what it does is. It brings your pH, the pH level of your body, up to where it needs to be. That's that's the ultimate goal of it. Because what I'm doing, because where I'm at, everybody's on sugar, uh, honey buns and soda. I'm serious. That's a breakfast. That's breakfast here. Uh, honey buns and soda. So that's nothing but acid. The kids get nothing but acid. So. Uh, <laughs> Are that that simple lemon water, man. We don't even like water. That's all. That's all it takes to alkalize. It. You you can use baking soda. It'll alkalize it. But what a a, a teaspoon or a baking soda? How much how much and baking soda? A teaspoon of baking soda will alkalize your water. Now. 
couldn't that be like a market that we can do like uh alkaline water alkaline water where you don't have to buy it from uh we can make up alkaline water lemon water lime water because i'm finding out when you say we're dehydrated i'm finding out that a lot of us simply don't like water right right and 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 believe me it's not just water we got to we got to eat uh uh alkaline foods like vegetables and fruits uh that's what we got to eat that that also helps bring your pH level up to to where it need to be you know but but Rick aren't we I mean let really let's face it with all these markets all these markets I mean the food in the market is just scary how these markets are always filled up I mean they're filled to the rim all the time they if they're fresh full every day a lot of this stuff is genetically modified Oh yeah, are, 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 isn't 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 and this is what I mean about us connecting back to the earth. Isn't it way past time that we did that and start producing something that's going to be uh, nutritious for us and help keep us alive? That's very correct. And and and, and I'll tell you a little something about GMO. Uh, GMO has been around longer than people think it has. GMO, if you ever have used canola oil. All canola oil is GMO. They've been making canola oil for years and years. So that's how long GMO's been around. People just starting to get to know about it, you know, lately now. But it's been around for a long time. Then you know what, when we look at the things from an economic standpoint, you know, they're, they're, they're giving us the, the health standpoint as far as the, uh, the knockout punch. Think of us in a ring and we're fighting for our lives. Okay, we got all of this bad food and stuff that a lot of it we embrace. Plus much of it is diet. We know that we can't do a lot about some of the things that exist as they are, because things are coming in the water, it's in the air, it's in the soil and all of that. But we post a lot in the group, African American Thing African. You can go into to, uh, our page and see these things and we talk about it. We post videos, we post all kinds of information. Anything you want to know that's from a health standpoint, it's there. Then we have the economic standpoint, uh, where, you know, they, they, they punching us in, in the gut with the health, then they punching us economically because we are not realizing our full potential. For instance, we complain about gentrification. And let's just go through a quick scenario. By the time your neighborhood goes down, the old hood, okay, what you call it, the old hood, we see the hood in decline. We see that. It's not that the hood goes bad or just falls all apart or goes into complete uh, disrepair and utter, utter decay by snapping at, at the snap of your finger. It's doing that over time because systematically they're allowing it, as in our government, the ones who pay taxes for whatever, all of these things are part of, agendas, of an agenda. So let's just say that and get it out of the way because it's true. But we see this happening. We don't do anything. People can't wait 
to move out of areas that they grew up in. We understand that you want to broaden your horizons and all of that, but it's only so many places to go. So these things are happening. The transformation of our communities is happening all over the country. Having said that, you see there, you go down, 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 till it's nothing there. It's nothing left. And so the last people are like rats on a burning ship trying to get out. Then if they don't get out, they're literally thrown out because houses are bulldozed and all of that. In comes the Europeans who get, who get these lots for a dollar and some sweat equity. They bulldoze and finish, finish clearing out whatever, you know, dwellings were left. Then up comes nice, shiny new things, and then we want to come back. Okay, when the, when the neighborhood was in decline, what did we do? Where were we? We didn't do anything. And you may have a handful of people who are trying, but it takes more than that. And we commend those handful of grassroots advocates and community activists and stuff because they're always there, and I commend them. But it takes more than more than them to try to make a difference and to get anything substantive going. Because what what we should do, we we can learn how to make bricks. We can learn how to rebuild and repair those dwellings so that they are livable and inhabitable so that our communities are maintained. But we end up running, trying to get back, and by that time we're priced out of the market because we don't own them, they're not ours, but we find value in them now because the Europeans are there. And we, 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 press, we, we press rewind and repeat, and we do this over and over and over again in every single urban area in this country. Uh, I, you know what I, I think, and I think that's why it's important to go back and look up your families, because what you'll find when you go back until at least the mid 1800s, you'll find the places that the people lived in, they li- they didn't live in nothing like you see now. The houses, yards, these people were living on tracts of land. These people were living on acreage of land, and that's one of the things for the females who come from families who were the mothers and the grandmothers had lots of children. They have lots of children because you're going to need those people to 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 cover the land, to work, to do whatever you're going to do with the land. If it's going to be, you're going to grow cotton. Cotton is an industry that uh, indigenous women created here. So that's their industry. But now the way we look at cotton, we don't even look at it as a beneficial for us. We can make different kind of cottons. We can make do a whole cotton industry. But being that we not we don't think we're part of America, we think we're African. We think we're something else. And that allows us to not even connect ourselves to the land spiritually or, or psychologically. Then other people come in and just bam, take it right from us and we're look holding the bag. So one of the things that I would suggest people do to get a idea of how long we are the way we've been ripped off is this go to where your great grandfather was from great great grandfather if you go to a lot of these towns they're not even towns anymore they're just tracks of this land land and it's probably yours but since we don't claim it and since there's no a lot of these places are in the middle of nowhere look and see how these people live you'll still find some people who live in the same way down there You'll see how these people, as they start, as they start building these cities, these people started going to these cities. Now they weren't on these huge tracts of land. Now they moved to th- now they moved to this little box called a yard. 
So just imagine people living on four or five, six hundred. It, it wasn't no ownership. These are just how indigenous people live. And now they're taken from that and then they're put into a box called a yard. Then from that, the yard, they're put into things called an apartment. From down from an apartment, they're put into things called a cell. This is how you categorize people. This is how you break people down to break them from their uh, connection with the earth. And that's what has happened to us. And along the way, the way we think, you know, you know how they say we can adapt. We've changed our thinking to adapt to those certain moves. And that's what's happening to us. So we're going to have to reverse that. And that's why, you know, like Rick say, like Nisi say, we we have to connect ourselves back to the, there's no other way. There's no other way. Uh, what they have set up for us is not even working for them. We're not in as bad a shape as some other people are. But I think the energy that we exude and the energy that we just give away could be best used for uh, setting ourselves back up. Is is that kind of how it is, Rick? Or are we not supposed to look at it like that? Or we just, just keep buying our way into oblivion? Hey, the oblivion I hope we buy our way into is buying some of this earth that we need uh, to have in order for our people to survive. So, Rick, so, okay, so let me say, okay, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that are listening, their city, they live in the city, they don't, they never know anything really about Earth. So let's say you're, you're, you, you got, you find out you have 200 acres somewhere. What is the first thing that those people can do to, to pull life out of that land or to give, you know, make, have that land produce life. Because remember the earth is our canvas. The earth right. is our canvas. We can do whatever we want to do to it. As long as it produces life. What are some of the things that we can do? Well, first of all, if you're, if you're looking for uh food is all there. That's why, that's why you're from there. All the food is there for you. So that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, all the medicine you need is there. So I was, uh, I was in Memphis this past weekend and there's a brother there. He, he does all that. It's fish pond city in the city, fish ponds in his yard. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you there? Yeah, we well, eat the fish. So building fish ponds, I mean, they have aqua ponds all over the place. You know, they're growing, they're growing. What's, what's that farm raised fish now? How come we're not doing that? How, how come we're not, how come we're not doing that? How come we haven't got a sector of our young men and said, you're going to be fishermen. You're going to, you're going to build the ponds that the fish are going to be in and you're going to raise them organically. Why, why aren't we doing that? Why aren't the universities the, teaching that? Why does our tax dollars don't go to help develop programs like that? Nisi, you, you, you have sons. I mean, what, and I'm sure you have some of your uh, sons, parents that you guys talk. What are some of the things that the parents talk about that they see the kids could be doing other than what they're doing in school now? A lot of the parents are still stuck themselves. So, you know, you can't meet your kids anywhere when you're stuck and your vision is not uh, clear, or at least you're trying to focus. So I'll just, you know, suffice it that way. You have, you have a few, but what the ones that are 
trying to focus and, and you know, who are seemingly awake are saying they, you know, they want to see their sons or daughters have skills. They like to see things, you know, they mostly try to anchor their hopes in school. And this is the thing that I try to get them to redirect their thinking away from. you got to channel it into a different conduit, which is mainly you, your children, other people who have like minds. So that's, that's the first thing. People have got to get out of uh, the, the prism of thought that they're in. Now, I'm getting ready to have uh, my son, you know, learn how to till and do a, a, a complete garden, building glow boxes and, and the whole nine yards. This is, this, this is something that they will be, you know, their first time participating in. But it's something that you want your children to to not only enjoy but to understand the necessity because we talk about a lot we talk a lot about the time when people will be off the grid and time is we don't know when that's going to be but it's going to happen that the grid is going to be shut down and so the the people who are not prepared are the ones who are going to be who are going to be in fear and in, in a panic mode because they're not prepared African Americans ain't African radio. We're on the Black Talk Network. Go over to Black Talk Network. Scotty Reed has a program over there. If you want to open up a radio program or put out something, some information, go over to Black Talk Radio and Brother uh, Scotty Reed to help you. You can contact here at 605-562-3140. We'll love to hear your ideas. And we have an idea on the phone right now. Area code 302. How you doing tonight, sister? Hello, family. I am doing delicious. How are you guys marinating? Wonderful. And ladies, Sister Nisi. Yeah. Hey, yeah. how are you? How are you? Good to have you. I'm doing. Yeah, same here. It's good to be here. I just want to share with you all, of course, wonderful show as always. Um, but I'm just hoping also that maybe we could, uh, or you guys and the community or whatever, can come up with some ideas. Uh, how we can, uh, first of all, everything you, you all have um, expressed, kudos, kudos, two thumbs up and a big toe to that. Um, but with the babies, you know, I'm just thinking about the babies, you know, our babies, our youth or whatnot. I'm just trying to think of like, oh, I would like to share like maybe some quick things that maybe um, uh, we can share with the youth or maybe some of the adults who have youth that we're dealing with or even children my money, you know what I mean, um, and and to do that uh, for free, um, because I must say, uh, not all children, and I got to say, myself also, are not really into, like, you know, digging all in the dirt, even though I know I need to, and my grandparents did that, you know, but I'm just saying, perhaps, maybe, uh, there are some of us who definitely, that is our that is our gift. That is our nature. Get all up in, you know, get up all, all up in that dirt and get the vegetables and stuff for us, you know. But it's good for everybody to get their own stuff. But what about like our babies right now? Let's say like mm-hmm. if we have a child um, who we meet on the street who we don't know or whatnot. Uh, we we're, we don't have any uh, control over what their parents are feeding them, or maybe their parents feel Kool Aid is just like water. I don't know, but I just want to share with you guys in the room and, and the women, the men. Uh, that perhaps maybe we can start some things like if you if you have any baby girls in your family, uh, how about maybe we can also start with things like can we please like just only purchase 
baby dolls that uh, look like the child that you are purchasing the gift for. I have a you better I, mean? I have a better idea. Why don't we start okay, okay. why don't we start producing them? Why don't we start getting why don't we well, let, 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 let me let me just let me just make this this point because this is one of the things where I think where we constantly think we need something better added into our lives to make us better. And I think we should just reverse that thinking and whatever we create is good enough that we can trade with the rest of the world. And I'm just thinking there's all kind of things that we can do. But you know, but nature but nature re, uh, supplies the resources that we need Absolutely. to get those. So if we're if we're if we're in the city if we're if we're in the city ordering something from somebody from Missouri, he they're on your land taking your resources and making Absolutely. the things that you need to, to, to have your business going, you're gonna have to charge me more you know, because yeah. you're, we don't as have the reason. Do. So, so that's so that's why I, you know, my contention is find out who your people are and go check out and see if your land is still there. Because a lot of times it is. Of course, you got some people who done sold it, but but yeah. but at least yeah. but at least check those check those avenues out because you never know. Oh, trust and believe. Just me personally. Oh, I already know, and I'm already on it. You know, what I mean? that's why I'm on African Americans. Ain't no freaking Africans. Trust and believe that, okay? Well, and, well, and what you said about, about creating our own stuff, you're absolutely right. I totally support that uh, because I do that myself. But I I, um, I guess just for me, I, I just try to like uh, around the naysayers where some of our people who are like, well, I can't do that. I, can't, I, I just try to go like to the most basic of the basic of the basic. Well, if you can't create your own baby doll or whatever, which you can because You'll be surprised. Our people, once in a time, we created baby dolls out of, like, the back of the day, the Coca-Cola bottles. You know, and then you got, like, uh, the little wider thing. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, talking, all, about, I'm yeah. talking about things that are simple, like, you know, things that everyday use, like toothbrushes. I'm talking about, like, hangers. Yeah. Stu- stu- you know, you know when, you, when you're in places like Los Angeles and New York and these big cities, one of the things that you'll right. see a lot of foreigners, they're, they're selling, they're hawking real quick, are these balloons mm-hmm. that blow up to be seahorses or yeah, snakes yeah. they they're, yeah. they're, they're creating yeah, yeah, yeah they're creating yeah. things where they can make yeah. some uh, economy and i'm saying that we don't see i mean food food stuffs i mean yeah, there food. are things that we can do as groups and blocks of people if we just stop breaking ourselves down into these the and, and that's what i mean we're fractioning off right. of each other we're breaking off. It seems like we're just breaking off each other because we're trying to be this and a person is trying to be that with just right. blue shoes on. Right. right. So I hear you. I hear you. But I just want to share with you on what? the same page. I absolutely hear you. But I just want to throw out that there are also our people just like you, just like Rick, just like Nisi, just like all the other people you bring on your program, bro. Just what you're doing right now tonight, right now. There are people like you that are actually making movements. So I just want to share with you in the room that, you know, even though we, of course, we're not going to get a lot of coverage, media coverage, and I'm not even looking for that crap. Because if we're talking, if you like on the media like that, then I'm, I'm questioning you, kind of. But anyway, I'm just saying, you're, we're making these moves. It's just, I, my opinion is, you know, the masses never did a daggone thing. It's always been uh, a, 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 a fraction. You know, a fraction of the people would still, you yes. know, every every shut eye ain't sleep. So, what you're doing is happening now. I have I, have, I share with people now. I know some sisters who like they can burn mad food. Okay, so I started sharing with them. Yo, you know what I mean? Start like 
doing everything in Philly, you know what I mean? You have people here every Friday, every Saturday, you know, at this particular corner, such and such is going to be selling fish dinners, blah, 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 blah. I'm, yeah, you, well, you gotta well, start somewhere. Well, 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 love. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your calls. Uh, we really appreciate you, and we just love when you call in. So, thank you very, very much. I did, y'all. All right, all right. Yeah, the the so that's what I'm saying. There's people who are in different places doing something, but like with fish. Let, let, I, I want to take the aqua thing. We we can't we can't grow. For, let's say everybody, all the brothers in Tennessee. Let's say they grow catfish. All the brothers in North Carolina, let's say they grow grouper. All the brothers in Florida, they may grow, I don't know, tuna, whatever whatever comes in the Gulf down there. They're the fisher, and we trade with one another. We, 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 we can't organize ourselves to do that, simple things like that. We, we can't do it. Area code 605-562-3140. We're almost at the top of the hour. We're almost out of time. Rick, give us a couple of more things that can be done because one of, when you're talking to people, one of the things that we always like to say is because we don't want to do no work. Rick, you said that last uh, Tuesday, and you're right, the hard work. One of the things that when you're asking, when I'm telling people African-Americans ain't African, we need to connect ourselves back to the land. One of the first things that they always say is, well, what are you doing? Give us some other things, that simple things that people who are, you know, who are who are living can can enhance their lives by growing or doing something in nature. Uh, well, you know, uh, one thing that you can do that's that maybe not not maybe not in nature, but something that we need to uh, do that we can do. We need to learn how to use our hands. All the young men or young males need to learn how to use their hands, man. We just learn how to build. Because if we can do that, then then we pay and learn how to build from nature. What what do we need? All the stuff. Like you was talking about back in the day. Uh, most of the houses that we built in those days were round. And they were round for a reason. You know, because they helped, they they helped. Uh, you know, like in when situations did come up where it was bad weather, a roundhouse was more beneficial because you know the winds and stuff would deflect off of it because it was round. But when you got something that's just flat, it just go right through it. You know, and uh. These are this is this is something that we need to learn how to do because it's going to be one day where they're going to let us go, and we don't have to be able to fend for self. So, Rick, what you just said about the housing. So, so this is what I mean. You know, when you go to the Home Depots and the Lowe's and you see these little sheds. You know, these little. I mean, they cool. They cool little houses, little something that you can sleep in at night. But I'm thinking if you're out. You're 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 away from the city. You're you're off grid. I think those things right there be just pretty cool to just sleep in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for right now. Or 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 have brothers build something like that. Brothers have a company building something like Earth Homes, building something out of earth, out of the clay of the uh, earth, out of the tree. I mean, I'm sure when that barks fall, that can be broken down and compounded down into something. Sand, lime, the earth provides everything we need. Why in this 
day and age, when we see what's happening to us, the African-American is not clamoring to this type of information. I don't know, because because uh, another thing, because we can, uh, you can make, you can make bricks, you know, just from the earth. With stuff like, using stuff like a little lime, wood chips, and, and clay. Now, when we say earth, Rick, is, is, is that, a, is that a, a dirty word to African-Americans, earth? Is that is that word taboo? Is this is what it seems like? I think it is because uh, because people don't commit to it. They they think that this is here for them to use in any way that they feel like it. And, and the and the bad and what's bad for our people is we are the people who are actually destined to be the caretakers. Of this land and that we that that we call America and, and like and like you said earlier, when we talk about America, we talk about from the tip of Canada down to the tip of Argentina, the Falklands. We talking about the whole Caribbean islands. We talking about Alaska. We talking about the Pacific islands, Hawaii, Samoa, all those places. If it's on the the, the so-called western part hemisphere. If this can be considered North or South America, that is America. That is our land. This is the land that we are assigned to be the caretakers of. And we're not doing that. So as long as we continue not to do it, we're going to perish just along with everybody else because, because all these other people, they're not going to be able to stay here either because they don't connect to the earth. So they can't stay either. So we, but we still connect to it. And we still have the opportunity. We just got to give life a chance. Thank you, Rick Moon. Nisi, take us on home, love. All right, beloved. Each day we wake up in the same room, following the same path to live the same day as yesterday. Yet at one time each day was an adventure. Along with the way along the way something changed. Before our days were timeless, now our days are scheduled. Is this what we what it means to be a grown up, to be free? But are we really free? Food, water and land, the very elements we need to survive are owned by corporations. What is ours? Everything is ours, but we say we have nothing. If you try to take what the earth provides you, you, in your mind you think they're going to lock you up. You have to obey the rules. But nature's rules are her own. We discovered the world through a textbook, raised not to make a difference in this world, raised to be no different, smart enough just to do our job and not to question why we do it. So we work and work, and we have no time left for the life that we worked for. If you live in this country known as the United States of America, 40, it's a 41% chance that you'll get cancer. Heart disease will kill one out of three Americans. We're told that everything could be solved throwing them money at scientists so they can discover a pill that can make all our problems go away. 
But the drug companies and the cancer society, they rely on our suffering to make a profit. We think we're running for a cure, but we're really running away from the cause. Our body is a product of what we consume. The food we eat is designed purely for profit. We find ourselves with toxic chemicals, the bodies of animals infested with drugs and disease. But we don't see this. The small groups of corporations that own the media don't want us to. But that's who we rely on for our information. Oh, the irony. Surrounding us with the fantasy we're told is reality. This plan has been around for billions and billions of years. Each of us, if we're lucky, might get to be 80. So we are flashing time, but our impact is forever. We can either continue to serve this system of destruction until no memory of our existence remains, or we can wake up, realize we're not evolving upwards, but rather falling down. The present is all we have. It is manifest. Everything else is beyond our grasp. We are all the faces of all of those who came before us. Now it is our turn. Life is not a script. It is already written. We are the authors. We get to write our own story. So what is stopping us from doing what we need to do? Nothing except confused thoughts and ourselves. It's not too late, and we can change it. And with that, good night, our beloved family. The purpose of African Americans ain't African is to show that the African Americans are the indigenous people to this part of the planet, North America. We got to connect ourselves to it because this is what created us. When we start to drone and clone ourselves into have robots, have iPhone, TV, whatever this is that they're creating to divert our attention and to make us weak, it looks like it's working. Are we going to let this happen to us? Are we going to let what happened to the ancient Egyptians happen to us? We couldn't do that now, could we? Until next week, have a good weekend.